All right, you guys ready to dig into the word? Let's get going, man. I'm excited. I, I got a word for you, and uh, we're going to get into it here, but oh, let's see if I can figure this out here. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. Yeah, I got it. I'm not the most tech-savvy guy, so it's taking me a while to get used to the, the computers. You like my pretty colors? Oh, don't show my notes. What are you doing? Put my notes away. Those are my notes. There you go. All right. I'm just going to read them. Uh, but that is a pretty color, though. That's how I started them out. Well, you know, I, I, uh, I often uh, wake up every morning and I, I think about what it is I want to change in my life. Like, what is it today that I need to change in order to become a better version of myself than even yesterday? Right? There's lots of those scenarios in our lives that we take place. And we do that on a yearly basis often. That's kind of like the New Year's resolution. We do it weekly. We do it monthly. We sign up for groups. We're like, man, I'm going to make this change. Well, how many of you know that in order to make a change, you have to make an exchange. You've got to give something up in order to get something new. You've got, to, you've got to give something to get something. That's just the way those things work. So oftentimes when you make changes, it comes with cutting some other things out in order to get to where you want to be. It comes with sacrifices. It certainly is a part of the deal, and that's just the way it works. So to change, you'll have to make an exchange. It says to part with, give, or transfer in consideration of something received as equivalent. Exchanging with yourself, guess what happens every time when you exchange with yourself? You usually fail. You start trading back and forth with yourself, right? Like you're interchanging within yourself and you're like, I'll give up this, Lou, if you give me this. We're just kind of giving that. You guys, you know, I have a lot of family in our, uh, in our family. We have a lot of uh, birthdays, right? So I feel like we're just constantly exchanging like $50 bills or $25 bills. Like I'm like, why don't we just all stop buying each other stuff? Because all I ever do is like give you money, then you give me money back, and then I give you money. It's like, just keep it. Well, you know, that's oftentimes what we do with ourselves. We make these exchanges, these kind of, we have these private conversations with ourselves. And we're, we're like, man, we'll make this change and I'll put this over to the side. But in a few months, I'm going to take it back. You got to give those things up, right? Like it just becomes this constant rotation of nonsensical change and nothing ever really happens. You've got to completely remove those things in order to get there. Well, how many of you know that when you make that decision to make a real exchange in your life, oftentimes it's best served when you make that exchange with God? Because God ultimately provides us something in return that we can't create for ourselves. It's a miraculous exchange that gives us peace that passes understanding. It gives us mental, uh, mental and emotional re restoration and health. It physically changes our bodies. It spiritually changes us. Only God can give us those things when we make an exchange with him of ourselves. Let's dig in here a little bit. I'm going to give you guys five things in your life here tonight that he wants to exchange with you. And what's great about God is that when he's trading with you, it's never equivalent. You're giving him something very, very small. And in exchange, he's giving you something back absolutely supernatural, something powerful, something absolutely undeniably miraculous. Here's the first thing you'll get. When you give God your worry, God gives you his peace. In 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your cares, on, and your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries, and all your concerns once and for all on him, for he cares about you with the deepest affection and watches over you very carefully. Man, what a reassuring verse. What a reassuring scripture, portion of scripture in the word that tells me that God cares about me, that he watches over me. My, my very existence is his main concern, that my well-being is his main concern. And when I exchange with him my life, he gives back to me peace. When I give him my anxiety, he gives me peace. 
When I exchange through him the undoable, he gives me the doable, right? When I give to him the unthinkable, he creates a possibility. And I just have to give it up to him. I have to stop worrying about those things. And in exchange, I get in return from him the undeniable, miraculous power of Jesus. And it's, it's, it's absolutely miraculous. It, it changes my life every single time that I do it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a fail-safe. Every time that I have to remind myself often, that's part of my, my morning ritual, is like, Lou, you are not alone. You don't have to do this on your own. What you're struggling with, what you're contemplating, what kept you up last night, you realize all you have to do is give it to God and then return to you. He's gonna give you the peace that you need. He's gonna give you the wisdom on the issue that you need. He's gonna give you the insight that you're looking for. And boom, it happens. It's a, it's a decision, right? The mind, the body, the spirit interconnected. And I'm like, Jesus, man, why didn't you tell me this earlier? He's like, I tell you that every day. You're just not listening to me, boy. You got to pay attention. I'm like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right, I'll do it. Let's get it on. And God's so good that way. Here's what he continues to say in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, right? Not as you and I can give because peace, temporary mindsets, not eternal mindsets, but temporary mindsets leave us wanting, they're often satisfaction. Isaiah preached this past Sunday. They're, they're temporary joy. It's not joy. It's just kind of like a, a, a temporary, you know, shot in the arm. It, it distracts you. You go like a little bit of shopping therapy or you see somebody you haven't seen for a little while, but then suddenly that moment's gone and it's like I'm back down in the pit where I was. Only Jesus can exchange those types of emotions and give you the fulfillment of joy that comes from the Lord. It goes on to say, do not let your heart be troubled. Nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every, every single circumstance and give you the courage and strength for every challenge. What I love, well, I love a lot of things about the Lord. I'll say what I love most. I can't help but say most when I talk about Jesus. I love this most. I love that the most. But one of the things I love the most about my relationship with Jesus is that he, he cares about my concerns. You know, the intimacy of your relationship with God will help you understand how much God really cares. Oftentimes people will say, well, how do you know? I'm like, I don't, I, I, I don't know how to tell you how I know. All of this I can say is I have an intimate relationship with my father. I feel it in my belly. <laughs> I feel it in my being. I'm connected with him in a way that, that whether or not you are, it doesn't, it doesn't make a difference. I, I am. I'm connected that way. So I can't necessarily convince you here with some sort of symbol or writing on a wall or some kind of magic trick. All I can tell you is I'm gonna to convey to you the confidence that I have in my father and he speaks to me. He gives to me the understanding that he's concerned with what I'm concerned about. He takes my concerns seriously, the desires of my heart seriously. I love that about my relationship with Jesus. It's incredible. John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world, you have tribulation and distress and suffering. In us, in us comes suffering and distress. But the, be courageous, be confident, undaunted, be filled with joy because I have overcome the world. The confidence that scripture can give you when you read it, <laughs> that's the key when you read it, is life-changing. They're the reminders in which our relationship, the bedrock of our understanding of our faith is built on. That's why the Bible says, read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow. And when you don't, you won't. Because you, you don't know what you have. You just, you're just, you just don't know what you don't know, 
right? So when people often say to me like, man, how do you feel that way? Or why do you think that? Or how do you know? Because I, I read my, I just believe it. I read it, I believe it, and, and then it's true. That, that's how it works. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't show it to you. I realize that there's, there's nothing there for me to show to you. But what I can tell you is that it works in my life. It works in my spirit. And I know that it'll work for you too because I've seen it. I've seen it happen in my friends. I've seen it happen in my family. I've seen it happen at CNC for over 50 years. It's taken place. It's undeniable. It's absolutely wild to me to think about the miracles that have taken place just in front of my eyes, much less the rest of the world over time. It's, it's, it's absolutely supernatural. But that's what Jesus provides. He provides an understanding that he has indeed overcome the world. Number two, when you give God your hurts, he gives you his healing. When you give up to the Lord your hurts, your pains, your past, in return, he gives you his healing. Man, don't let me stand here and, and easily say or, or, or come off that, you know, it's easy to kind of deal with those types of things. I don't think that it is. I think that there's oftentimes a misunderstanding when a preacher will stand up on a stage or somebody might come in front of you and go, just give it to God. And you're like, just give it to God. Do you understand what I'm trying to give? Do you understand the pain that took place in my heart? Do you understand what they did to me? Do you understand what I did to myself? And undoubtedly, there's a certain capacity for us to be able to understand that. We're human. But the reality is I've never wore your shoes. I wasn't there when that happened. I don't understand completely what it is that you went through, the, the full emotional, mental, you know, spiritual struggle that you went through. And now I'm telling you, just give it up to God. Here's the thing. It's not for me to, to push and press and, and, and convince that that's what's gonna take place. It's, it's again, it's a conveyance of, of, of pleading with you to give my testimony to you to say, look, what I do know is this, is that if God will do it for me, then he'll do it for you. But I can't do it for you. There's a sweatshirt that Pastor Dominic wears often. It took me a while to understand. I'm like, why do, you, why do you wear that? So I'm wearing it. I'm just like, I don't like it. I didn't like it at first. It says no man's savior on it. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know you're not anybody's savior, but what are you trying to say? Like, what does that, what does that really mean? I was kind of confused by it at first. And he started to explain it to me. And I'm like, man, I dig it. Because what it's trying to say is like, I, I can't give you what Jesus can give you. Like, I, I can't save you. You know, like we're oftentimes, you know, church, and I know I'm preaching to a lot of the choir in here tonight. You guys are here on a Wednesday night. It's cold. But, but it's helpful to remember and remind ourselves that, look, at you, you didn't hang on a cross. Your blood wasn't shed for me. Your back wasn't whipped to save me. You did not redeem me. You cannot heal me. You cannot restore me. But what you can do is communicate to me the promise of God that took place in your life and the possibility of it being able to happen in mine. And it lifts me up, it encourages me, it strengthens me, and it gives me another one more breath to push past the pain of my life. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you know what? I can do that. I can give God my hurt the same way you gave him your hurt. And now in return, I can get healing. Psalms 147 says this, he heals the brokenhearted, he binds up their wounds healing their pain and comforting, comforting their sorrow, loss, strife, and feelings of despair. Second Corinthians goes on to say, he comforts us so we can comfort others. That's the testimony. That's the testimony. I'm comforted so that I can tell others, man, Jesus can comfort you too. So the moment I'm, I'm feeling better, like the moment I'm giving up my hurt and God restores me 
and gives me his healing, now I can go to everyone else and say, look, 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 look at me. Look what happened in my life. Look at my scars and look what he did for me. Look at the smile on my face today because I'm telling you yesterday was not a great day. Last week, 2003, 1995, 1972, whatever it is, man, look, look what God did in my life. You have no idea where I've come from. The man that I was, the woman that I was, the pain that has caused in my life. And now look where I am today. God will do it for you too. That's our call, church, to communicate the goodness, the testimony of Jesus, the saving power, the healing restoration of God. He needs you to share your story. Oftentimes people would tell me, and I'm, I'm definitely hard on myself with this. I, I, I'm very much like, I tend to be reserved. I know I'm up here talking and I'm in front of people all the time when I'm here, but, but privately, I'm private. Does that make sense? <laughs> like pri privately, I don't like to talk. I'd rather just not. I'd rather just kind of be quiet. Nobody know me. I wear a hat and a hoodie and just like don't, I just don't want to enter. I just don't want to, just leave me alone, you know? But, but I was created to share my testimony and, and, and I battle with that. And so I, I have to kind of force myself sometimes to like get, get out more outspoken and, and post some silly videos or post some encouraging words. I don't even like to do it, but I'm like, I gotta share the good news. I gotta tell people. The stage isn't enough. I know I got my assignment. I'm gonna come up here. I'm gonna preach a word. I'm gonna say hi to people in the lobby. I'm gonna meet at life groups. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna do Joshua kids. All those things are great. But there's more to the, than that. You know, the four walls of this building is not the constrained, you know, access to my faith. It's gotta, it's gotta go beyond that. It's gotta happen beyond that. And I don't have to be anything different. You don't have to be anything different. Just be you. But along the way, share the goodness of God in your life. Hey man, just so you know, I was just like you once. In fact, I might even be, <laughs> yesterday, it was yesterday. I got healed this morning, right? Like at the end of the day, God will provide for you the words that need to be spoken. Just open your mouth and provide the testimony of the goodness of God in other people's life and boom, their lives are changed. It's a powerful, powerful tool. The world's peace is temporary. John 14, 20, uh, 14 27 says this, peace I leave with you for my perfect peace I give to you. Oh, that's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Sorry. Let's see if I can find it. Here it is. Uh, number three, when we give God our grief, he gives us joy. When we give God our grief, he gives us joy. Thank God for the joy of the Lord. Thank goodness for the sunrise. When joy comes in the morning, after a long week, after a long month, after a trial, after seemingly trial after trial, challenge after challenge, I spoke with a friend last week who just, you know, loves the Lord and is encouraged and understands, but man, there's pain in their life. They've lost three loved ones over the last year. And it seems like, man, why is this happening? It's just one after another. And now another one's in the hospital. Why is this taking place? But they're standing firm on the word of God. I know joy will come in the morning. It's just a really tough day today. But God will every single time exchange your grief for his joy. Romans 12, 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Share your life. That's what the community of the body of Christ is all about. That's what we are here for. That's why we're here. To be there for one another in times of grief. To be there for one another is in times of joy. Pastor Troy works so hard at communicating why life groups are so important. And that's the very reason. Because when things are fine and everything's kind of cruising, we just kind of go through our day. But one day, suddenly, here comes the brick wall. Seemingly everything was together and I, I never thought this was gonna happen, but then it did. 
And now who do I have around me to support me, to help me get through this moment? Certainly the Lord, but man, I need you in my life. Others need you in their lives. John 16, 20 says, your sorrow will be turned into joy. What a promise. What a promise to know that when we're sorrowful, that when our pain exists, that it will be turned into joy. It's the holding on to that promise that oftentimes gets us through. It's just that last thread of understanding, that embedded piece of the word of God in our hearts that helps us maintain, helps us get through. If not for it, my goodness, we would shatter through the floor of this thin piece of glass that exists in our life. But for the promise of God that joy will come in the morning. Number four is when we give God our fear, God gives us his love. That's a powerful one. Because there isn't a day that goes by where I'm, I'm not battling fear in my life. As life has gone on, my fears have changed over time. You know, responsibilities, children, life. And I often think to myself like, man, God, I don't think I can, I can, I can handle this one. I just, it's too much for me. I'm not equipped. I'm not qualified. I really, I'm not, I'm not the guy for this job. And I love the Bible because it's, it's just laced. Almost every single story, every single character, person in the Bible is someone that is unqualified to do what it is God is asking them to do. I mean, literally everybody. I mean, when we're talking like bad, I'm not even this bad. I'm talking about murderers getting called, adulterers, right? People who are afraid. They're, they're just, it's just laced with all the people who shouldn't be doing what they're doing. And yet God is, is pursuing that individual to, to, to restore them, to showcase his restoration power, the power of Jesus that is the only one that can take the lowest of us and put us in a place to do almighty things that God has planned for our lives. Let me let you know something here tonight. Whether you're watching online or you're in the building and you're thinking to yourself, it's just not me. I'm not qualified. I've done too many things in the past. I just can't be that girl. I just can't be that guy. Let me tell you something. You are. You were made for that very purpose. And when you exchange your fear, God will give you his love. He'll equip you with whatever it is that you need. Zephaniah 3.17 says this, the Lord your God is in your midst. You know what that means? He's around you. He's a part of your day. He's wherever you are. doesn't matter where you go, what you say, what you do. God is in your midst at all time. A warrior who saves, he will rejoice over you. Quiet in his love, no mention of your past. I love that part. No mention of your past, just quiet. I'm just here. I'm just loving you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've gone through, even though I know what you're gonna do, I'm just sitting here quietly loving you equipping you for whatever it is that you need. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy. Man, that, that just softens my heart so much. To know, to know, like, I know what's in my closet. You know what's in your closet. And yet I still have a God who shouts over me with joy. His affection never ending for me. His passion for my life his understanding of the circumstances and the things that I need, he wants to give to me. He's in my wits, he, my midst. He is, he is battling for the goodness in my life as a mighty warrior, pursuing me, pursuing me to become the man that he has called me to be. 
1 John 4, 18 says, there is no fear in love. Perfect love. You can tell when somebody's in love because they just don't care. They do stupid things. They say stupid things. They act crazy. And they don't care who's around them. They don't care, you know, what's going on. They don't if it's at the grocery store or if they're out in public. They're just doing wild things because they're in love and they don't care because it casts out all fear. It removes everything else around you in your life. And suddenly you become this wild man and miracles take place. This wild woman. God puts you in a position to succeed and he takes it and he goes, look, just put the blinders on. It's just me and you. It's just me and you. There's nothing else around you that can stop you. I got your back. John 3, 16. It's a classic. For God so loved the world, the dearly prized world, that he gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him shall not perish but have eternal life. The ultimate exchange. His son for your eternal glory. Nothing left to do. No achievements left to pursue. Just a simple exchange of your heart for his eternity. A giving up of your ideals and your ideas, having to work hard at trying to accomplish life and all the things you think that matter, and him giving you blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing, fulfilling all the needs that you have. Far beyond that, the desires of your heart, giving to you over and over and over again all the things that you, you want in this life. The last one is number five. And I know we're kind of speeding through it, but this is the big one. When we give God our sin, he gives us forgiveness. Man, that's, that's the best one of them all. <laughs> and you know what? Let me let you in on a secret. You can do it every single day. Over and over and over and over and over again. 70 times 7, the Bible says. And I don't think that's a math equation. I think that's just to exemplify the understanding that it goes on forever. <laughs> There's no amount of sin you can commit that God won't forgive. He's ready and willing and anxious to come to your need. To restore you. To bring you health. To heal you. To touch you so that you can spend an eternity with him, it's all he wants, is to be by your side, for you to be by him, and exchange a life wrought with pain, anxiety, and doubt for one that's filled with peace and joy and wholeness and health. And guys, I get it. It's a constant battle. And failure battles you, man. It, it, it messes with your mind. The steal, the kill, the destroy of Satan is just, is that. It's the wrestling of another failure. I'm unqualified. Look at what I did again. I swore I would never say those words to her again and I did it. I swore I would never go there and I went. Never in my wildest dreams did I think I was capable of that. But I, but I am. 
mighty warrior rushing in to your battle to protect you, put you behind him, and take on all the pain. Take on all the hurt, the regret, the sickness, looking for opportunities to restore you, but would you ask for it? Would you simply invite him in and allow him to give to you the great exchange? You guys would want to stand up with me. That Tonight I want to offer you this opportunity. And I know many of you, if not all of you, know Jesus. If you don't know him tonight, this is, a, this is a first time opportunity for you to meet him. But no matter how long you've known him, where you're at with the Lord tonight, I, I want to I make an exchange again because the reality of it is, is we're all dealing with something. We're all dealing with something in our lives that we need to exchange and give to Jesus so that he can give to us what it is that he has for us. And it's powerful. Like, don't just go through the motions here. I'm not, I'm not asking you to just go through the motions and follow my lead and stand up and follow a ritual or whatever. What I'm telling you is, is that it, it, it matters. Like, your, your voice matters. Your prayer matters. Your decision matters. Like, I'm attach it right here to your brain. Like we're not, we're not just going through the motions for the sake of going through the motions. This is, this is a decision on your part tonight. Christian, 50 years strong, I don't care. Just met him last month, doesn't matter. Don't just go through the motions tonight. It doesn't matter how, you look, and, and wash away this idea like, well, I'm not really ready. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're ready. It doesn't matter. I'm still doing it, man. I'm still dealing with it literally right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's okay. That's, that's why it's a miracle. Because Jesus will come in and he'll take it away from you. He'll remove it from your life. He's just asking you to give it to him. That's what's so powerful about a real relationship with Jesus is you can simply just say to him, God, I can't do this anymore. You can have it. Done. Just done. And he swoops in and he grabs it and he steals it and he blocks you and he defends you. It becomes his purpose but you have to make that exchange to give him your sin so that he can give you forgiveness tonight. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says this, he has reconciled, he has restored the world to himself, not counting people's sin against them. <laughs> One more time. He has reconciled the world to himself. He has taken the world and he has absorbed it and you no longer have to deal with it. What an unequal exchange. But what a powerful miracle available to you tonight, again, tomorrow, again, tomorrow night, again, tomorrow afternoon, might maybe midday. Might just have to happen midday. Over and over and over again, God is looking for nothing more than to be your restorer, to be your savior, to be the one who, who you come to, whose shoulder you can cry on, the forgiver of all mankind, 
the restorer, the healer, the provider, the protector. Altar ministers, if you're here tonight, I want to invite you up to the altar because I think that there's some folks here tonight that just, they need to exchange some things before they go. If you would, come to the front. They need to exchange some things before they go. And oftentimes, we need some support to get it done because it's not easy. It's not easy to give up some of those battles we've been holding on to for so long. They, they've become a part of us. It's mine. I'm going to hide it. I'm going to keep it down here. Nobody can know. But I don't need you to come up here and confess. These aren't confessionals. What they are are, are human beings that, that have accepted the forgiveness of Jesus over and over and over and over again. I know some of the stories up here. I certainly know mine. And what it tells me is if that God can do it for them, he'll do it for you. They're here to support you, to love you, to guide you. And so before we go tonight, if you feel so led, please come forward and, and talk and pray with these powerful people. But first, let's bow our heads and pray together. Lord God, I pray that you would just restore tonight that you would provide a peace that passes understanding, that a wave of your glory would fill the room, would absolutely infiltrate the hearts and minds of men and women under the sound of my voice tonight, so that they would know, Jesus, that you are their restorer, that you are their savior. God, that you are the only one who can give them an eternity with you right here, right now, in this life. God, we exchange with you tonight our sin for your forgiveness. I exchange with you tonight my sin for your forgiveness, Father. I ask that you restore me. Tonight's just a quick reminder of the incredible power, mercy, and grace that God wants you to know, wants you to experience, wants you to have as your own, to own it. And my heart's desire is that you would go from here tonight, if you're watching online, that you would turn off and you would decide in your own secret place to continue the fight not give up and to stand firm on the promise that Jesus loves you no matter what. Will you do that with me tonight? Come on, will you do that with me? If you will, give God a big hand clap tonight. Thank you so much for letting me give you a word tonight and being a part of our service. These folks will hang out up here for a few more minutes if you'd like to come up and pray before you go that way. We love you. Live right. Love everybody. Pray hard. We'll see you on Sunday this week.